Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Well, hey everybody, this is Allison Hale uh, with Rooted Deep Podcast, and I'm excited today, and I'm giving the introduction today because I'm introducing our guest speaker. Um, I had asked Reba to explain to us the process. Many of you may have um, done a couple of her Bible studies or read her latest book, um, End of the Rope. And I wanted to ask her about the process of writing. Um, so many of us, now that we've got, there's blogs out there, there's social media out there, everybody thinks they're, they're a writer. And, um, and I've tried, I've really tried to sit down and, and, and do some writing. But I wanted, to, I wanted us to hear from her. We've heard from different publishers before, maybe some different authors, but I wanted to hear from Reba today and ask her about her process. Um, so we're going to start with her uh, Bible studies. She's done, she's written three Bible studies. I've done two out of the three. Um, I actually gave away one of them um, because they were so excited. They were like, oh, wow, this, you know. And so we, me and my Bible study, we did your Bible study on Hosea, uh, which I loved. I thought it was just amazing. And and me and the girls, we really enjoyed that. And then you had a Bible study on on the tabernacle, which I ended up giving Mm -hmm. to a friend of mine. And then your latest, um, the Bible study on James. And so I wanted to ask you, I don't know, um, talk to us about maybe what was, why choose those? Or why did you choose Hosea, for example? And just kind of talk to us a little bit about that process. Yeah, well, you know, first of all, I think it'll be important just to say that I am such a rookie writer. Okay, so let's just, let's just get that out there. Um, There are amazing authors Mm -hmm. who have published, you know, hundreds and hundreds of just great books and Bible studies. And I'm, I'm not one of those people. I mean, I've just got a few to you know, so I'm still in the very much in the learning mm, process. Mm-hmm. And every time I write, I learn more things about writing. So, yeah. I, you know, so let's lay that out there. Um, <laughs> you know, I think that's important. Uh, but I am willing to share some of the process mm. because I think everybody's process could slightly be different. Um, for the Bible studies and the specific question that you ask about that, ironically, I really didn't choose those studies. They chose me. Mm. And I'll kind of explain that. Um, One of my favorite Bible study methods and really the way I study scripture the most is inductively. So years ago, I was able to, somebody gave me an inductive study Bible put out by Precept Ministries. And I was like a kid in a candy shop. Okay. Uh, I had never been introduced to that style of Bible study before. And so as a result, Mm -hmm. it slowed me way down. And yeah. I took four years to go through the Bible book by book mm. using that study style and method. Now, I will tell you right off the bat, I don't color everything. I don't draw all the shapes. I, I don't. I Allie can testify that there's no artist in me, not even a slight thread of an artist mm-hmm. in me. So in order to keep my Bible from looking from being led to being legible, I want it to be able to read yeah. it. So I don't do everything that, you know, they say, but. I've really learned to do some, you know, it's really helped me. So for example, the Hosea Bible study, which was my second first was made for fellowship, which is the one Mm -hmm. about the tabernacle. And I was walking through the tabernacle and studying pieces of the tabernacle, just my own personal journey. And I suddenly began to understand and realize as I was studying the pieces that many of those pieces were replicated Mm. replications of the throne of God. Yeah. 
And when I had that aha moment, then that sent me on another trail. And so this, are, this is just a personal journey. So I'm, I'm mm. never thinking about writing a Bible study at this moment. And that's why I say I didn't choose them. They chose me right. because I didn't go say, I think I'll write a Bible study on the tabernacle. Mm-hmm. Where should I start? I didn't right. do that. Mm-hmm. I was just in my own personal study. And as a result of that, I just got so excited. And I thought, you know what? I bet women would be excited about knowing these kind of things. So I might put together a couple of messages and begin to share some truths. Mm. Um, In fact, one of the messages that I first shared is on the golden altar and how it holds the prayers of God's people, for example. Mm -hmm. Well, that is a replica to the throne of God uh, when we read in Revelation. Well, as I was sharing that with women, I mean, people were, I mean, women started clapping. They were so excited about changed their view of prayer. Mm. And I'm like, "Ah, okay, you know what? I think I'm going to develop this so that more women can see this whole picture. And right. so that's how Made for Fellowship came about. And uh, Hosea, I share in that process, Hosea was probably the most personal journey mm. I have ever went with God on. Uh, it was actually, it was one of those things I swore I would never verbalize out loud. It was so personal. It was mm. so real. It was so gut, it was such a gut check for me in so many ways. And then all of a sudden the Lord just started prodding me. You know what? You need to share what I'm teaching you. Yeah. And I was like, Lord, this is too, I, I mean, transparency. Too intimate. Thing. Yeah. This is raw. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just, I'm not, I don't want to go there necessarily because, you know, it's just too, it's too difficult, but as the Lord would have it, mm-hmm. you know, I began to develop a few sessions on Hosea. Yeah. I, I created three. And all of a sudden I saw what God already knew was going to happen. And that is that mm-hmm. women sat there and were connecting to the same truths, mm-hmm. weeping, um, and at the end of it and just broken, like I was truly yeah. like I was. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then after a couple of years of teaching, talking about the sessions and things I had learned through Hosea, we developed a Bible study mm-hmm. on Hosea. Uh, and it's still probably one of the most it's if I have a favorite child, it, it, it's yeah. still one of my favorite children. Uh, it really right. just because it was just so personal and real to me, it was mm-hmm. never meant to be a Bible study uh, yeah. for other people. So and then James. Yeah. And we talked thing. about James before. I'm I'm that, yeah, and I and, I, and a, I did the Bible. So I'm not a James fan. You're a pushback um, on James, right? Yeah. I'm like <laughs> there's there's so many other Bible. There's so many other books of the Bible that are so much nicer. More fun. So James, and especially because when you think about the the Bible study in James and you think about, um, it was so different. Like you said, it's so different from the Hosea, uh, story. And it's more, um, like you said, it's it's more direct. It's very, um, not, not, I wouldn't say in your face, but it's, it's very, um, there must be a response to this and there, there must be, um, you know, something, what was, what was that process like? Yeah, well, James was a very different process because it was a little bit more intentional, even though it was developed out of my own personal study of the book of James, same as the other two were. But when I got when I realized I wanted to do James as a Bible study, I really wanted to try to make it work for women who didn't have time to spend an hour Mm. uh, or more going through the Bible study process. So many women I had talked to uh, had said, we love you know, we love the Beth Moore studies. We love the Priscilla Schreier studies. We love these studies. But the problem is 
that it takes so much time. We go, mm-hmm. we watch the videos, we, we meet with our small group about it. And then we're, we're week and during the week we're spending having hours and we yes. feel it was just, you know, and I'm like, you know, for some women that is perfect and it works mm-hmm. for their life and their schedule so great, but there's a group of women. And mm-hmm. I think these women really need it, especially young moms and moms with toddlers. You know, they, they don't have, there's no way. Right. So I was like, okay, what can we do for those women who don't have that kind of time? And so when I started thinking about how to turn James into a Bible study, the whole deal was, how can we do this in a time-sensitive manner and yet mm. something powerful? Because right. it's not like, hey, let's just go get a little bit of Jesus and run to make our conscience feel better. That's yes. not what it was about. It was actually about studying the book, but finding a way to study the book in a way that we could do it in smaller amounts of time. So the study on James was very intentional about making it work for women. And even for like, we, we've got college students that have done it and have kicked mm-hmm. me messages like on Instagram or somewhere like that. And they're like, hey, this is really working for me because it fits my, I can get this in my homework schedule. I can get this in my yeah. busy college life schedule. Thank you so much. Our, you know, our little group at school's doing it, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, cool, you know, right. That's what we really, that was the point. You know, that's what we were hoping women would do is understand that you don't have to have five hours. Mm-hmm. Has anybody ever just come up to you and said, Reba, I want you to write a Bible study on, you know, how, I mean, how many of that, how many times has that happened and how do you respond? Do you kind of take them through this or do you just say, oh yeah, I'll think about it. What, what you know? Yeah. You know, women sometimes will come up and give me ideas for topics. Yeah. They're like, Hey, Reba, yeah. have you ever thought about doing a Bible study mm-hmm. on, or have you ever thought about, you know, this or that or the other? And um, I usually always like tuck those ideas away because mm-hmm. what people, if one woman is, it so sits on her heart that she yeah. is bold enough to come and share it with me, then probably there's 50 other women that are just like her that just didn't yeah. have the opportunity to talk to me. So I usually always pray about it, think about it and ask mm-hmm. the Lord, okay, what would, um, yeah. what would you have me do in this place, you know, with regards mm-hmm. to this material? In fact, the next Bible study that's coming out, um, is one that has actually been around for it's, it's been in the hopper, I call it for a really long time. Um, and it was one that was actually, some of the women were like, we hear you reference this passage all the time. Yeah. Could you do a series and teach on, um, on John, uh, 13, 14, 15, yes. uh, you know, some Good. of my favorite passages of scripture. Uh-huh. And so I did turn that into a, a Bible study that was not to be published. I did it for my church women. I walked mm-hmm. talked through that Bible study tabled it, sat it off to the side. And, um, we went through it about a year ago and walked through the material and said, you know what, we think this is, this is, this right. is, should be Bible study. So, mm-hmm. um, gravel road growth is going to be our next release Bible study. And it's really on those, those passages of John really 13 through 17. Yeah. And just kind of breaking those apart and looking at those and seeing those last words of Jesus before the cross. Mm-hmm. I think, and I think you and I have, have, uh, we've done, um, we've discussed on this podcast, we've discussed John 15 and that's one of the, I, I, I reference John 15. I feel like more than, because it's so connected to obviously just the Christian walk. And mm-hmm. when, so when you're talking about growth and when you're talking about even other passages, 
it really, and then remember, and I, my small group is like, yes, okay, John 15, you know, and, and I'm like, no, but I'm silly. I'm serious. It, it connects because we are, because of our yeah. connection with Christ. So I'm excited about that. I'm, I didn't know you were working on that. So I'm very, very excited about that, that Bible study coming up. And if you need yeah. any help, please just let me know. I will. Absolutely. You know, you always help me on stuff. So, uh, you know, I'm excited about it as well, because mm-hmm. I think that, um, I think if you didn't have, if, if you had to give somebody only four or five chapters in all the right. Bible, and they could only have four or five, mm-hmm. which four or five would you pick? I can tell you which ones I would pick. Yeah. Uh, because I really do think they, they give us the, the, whole, mm-hmm. the whole gist of what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus Christ, what it looks like to abide in him and, um, and really what Jesus was all about. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I'm really, it's actually, it's written already. Mm-hmm. It's, um, uh, it's gonna, it's in the polishing stages right now, Lord willing. And so, uh, Great. I gotta, I've gotta do the videos. Um, and, but even the videos, yeah, that's you know, we made it. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about effort. that because you've done the videos for, you know, different Bible studies. And I think that's, that's such an important, um, element to the, to the, uh, to the Bible study. And I know you did the, the Hosea um, mm-hmm. videos and, and so, yeah, talk to us about, about the, the videos for this section. Yeah. You know, the videos are really, again, uh, trying to make those things short so that women, instead of, you know, a 50 minute teaching video, which a lot of the, te- which a lot of the series have like about a 45, 50 minute teaching video, which is great. Um, yes. and it's really, I mean, if I have to pick, that's what I'm going to pick every time. Cause I yeah. love just unpacking the whole thing. But a lot of women are like, man, we don't have 50 minutes on a Thursday night to go. And, yeah. you know, and so what makes it accessible for women? Um, so breaking it down into smaller pieces. So the videos, like, for instance, the James videos, they were about 20 minutes. Yeah. And, um, you know, so just shorter segments that are really just going to help a woman kind of guide her as she steps into the passage for that week uh, or help guide a group. A lot of times I'll get teachers that'll say, hey, Reba you know, thank you so much for the videos because I don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. doing what you're doing in the videos. I don't, I don't feel like God's equipped me yeah. to do that, but I am equipped to call women together, bring yeah. us together as a group, and then I can hit play. And, um, and, you know, so for those women who don't feel like, you know, Hey, I just don't feel like I'm a teacher. I don't feel like mm-hmm. I can get up and, and open and break this thing apart for people. Then, Hey, that's cool. Be a facilitator. And you're, you're still, you know, bearing fruit for the kingdom. So being able to do that is exciting. So yeah, that video process is just trying to pull out those key thoughts, key elements, uh, key teaching things that'll help women to be able to jump in and really glean something from it. Uh, and it's, and I think it's important for the facilitator as well, because so many times, instead of being able to take a Bible study and personalizing it, you always feel like, no, wait, I need to get this ready so I can teach it. And then you kind of miss that personal, you kind of jump from doing the, reading the Bible study to just, okay, now I need to share this with somebody else instead of taking those moments. And so for a facilitator with the videos, I can just say, Hey, listen, I'm going to let Reba get raw on that video. I'm going to let Reba, you know, kind of unpack her journey. And then I can just enjoy and, and, and it's just between me and God and I hit play. And then whatever we want to share as far as the Bible study group and small group is concerned, that's what we can open up. And I don't have to worry about missing a step as the leader. And I think that's so important because it's so much pressure because you feel like you have to say, you feel like you have to make it personal, but then you didn't really have time to make it personal because you're preparing 
you know, you're preparing yeah. and we've all no, been there. You? And, and, uh, and yeah. so walking through that, I think that's the, the videos are, are so great. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit because your latest book, end of the rope is not a Bible study. And, nope. uh, it's, it's a, it's a book and, um, but there's still, there's still teaching videos that go along with it. And so yeah. talk us through that. And, and because I know end of the rope is one of those things when, when you understand what women, you know, especially women who are Christians and they, and they have their, their family and they have their, their, maybe a, a small group ministry, they have discipleship or they're, or they're struggling to just kind of stay afloat. Um, this is, this is it. The title really got to me and I was like, man, I know so many people need this book. Yeah. You know, I got a, I just got a email just last week actually from a lady and she said, you don't know me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but a friend of mine recommended your book to me and I, um, I'm writing you to ask you for help in a certain area of my life. And I'm writing because I read your book and I feel like you actually get that life is hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, okay, you know, um, and so that really is uh, the reality of end of the rope. Or end of the rope is unlike anything I've ever done before. And honestly, I was, I, I had a lot of nervousness about it um, because I, I combined all of the things that God has given me to do in life mm -hmm. kind of together for the very first time in this package. So. Um, you know, my, I have a master's degree in counseling. So, and I do, I've done a lot of counseling through the mm -hmm. years yeah. and that really was some of the ideas as I sat down and began to think about what am I counseling through? What do I do? What I hear all the time. What are mm -hmm. things that women are asking me constantly? Uh, and what are the re real, real issues? I mean, stuff real people are going through, not just fluff, but what are we, where's, where's the bottom line here on so many yeah. of these things? So I use the counseling and then the teaching. So now let's take the word and let's, let's unpack it and mm -hmm. unfold it and let's apply it to those situations in life that yeah. literally bring us to the end of our rope. Mm -hmm. And um, it is in a book format. Uh, it reads like a book, but, um, but at the, but there are some, there are some application type things that I'm Thank driving you, you towards. There's mm -hmm. some encouragement on some scripture memory yeah. um, that I'm hoping is going to help people as they're at the end of the rope. And then um, it covers nine areas in our life that bring us to the end of our ropes. And so yeah. the videos then were really kind of, uh, yeah, I did the videos in a way I've never done them before. Um, it was just, we had a, we had a, a crew this time, a, a professional, and we've never had a professional video crew before. So that's how rookie Reba is. Okay. Uh, we've always done this kind of ourselves with mm. the equipment that we've had. And you can tell that we've done it ourselves with the equipment that we've had. Okay. That's just, there's no getting around that. But um, we felt, you know, we had an opportunity to work with a professional crew this time. And um, oh my goodness, Allison. So I taught all the videos in two days. And so it was, I had 13 outfits hanging on the back of the wall at this church yeah. and uh, where we shot this beautiful chapel uh, with beautiful stained glass. I mean, it's just gorgeous. And so I'm teaching and then it's like, okay, the crew's like, yeah, that's a wrap. We got that one. That's good. I sprint. I have to unhook all the mic stuff sprint yeah. off, go change into a new outfit 
fix the hair again. Okay, are we still mm-hmm. good? Look in the mirrors, everything's still, put it all back on. Now let's go teach session number yeah. two. Wow. So it was, um, it was like crazy uh, because mm-hmm. I had never done it like that before. Normally I'm in a live audience and I'm with my women I love and I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just doing it week by week as I teach through it. Right. This time it was two days all at one time. To an empty, uh, basically. A, to an empty building. Mm-hmm, to yeah. an empty building. And uh, it, but it prepared me for COVID in ways I didn't mm. know was coming because, yeah. you know, uh, COVID was going to come and we were going to start to, I was going to stare, stare at that empty mm. spaces a whole lot over the next year and a half as we were going to be teaching through all kinds of online material, trying to encourage women during this time when people yeah. were kind of isolating a little bit. So, um, so yeah, you know, this book, I'm excited about this book. I'm excited about mm-hmm. the feedback that we've gotten from the book. And um, I really think that this may be some of the most, just like right where we live kind of stuff. Yeah, great. Um, you know, so I, I love it. And um, it's got some beautiful, uh, you know, it, I tie it to the mountains a little bit mm, uh, and yeah. talk stories a little bit. Um, I'm a mountain buff for people who may or may not know that. I love to read biographies and stories about people who climb and who've climbed some of the highest mountains in the world. So you're going to see, you get all these kind of cool stories about people who have literally hung at the end of ropes over, yes. you know, precipices of thousands of feet and just amazing stories from climbers uh, and kind of tied those in. So, you know, we're getting good feedback. So I'm hoping people good. are enjoying the book and the videos. That's. I wanted to ask you about, you know, personally, you're sitting down. Do you do you type it out? Do you write it out, handwrite? Do you have notes? Do you outline it? You know, my mm-hmm. um my cousin is a writer, and she just gifted me this beautiful box of freshly sharpened pencils, and I'm just so excited because that's exactly what I want to write with. But it's not yeah. very um it's not very convenient if you're writing an yeah. entire story. And um so yeah. and and where are you? Are you are you alone? Do you try to get away? Um mm-hmm. or is it just sitting at your desk? You know, kind of you know walk us through more of the practical. Uh, just how yeah. it goes for you. Yeah. So it's a little bit of both. I mean, like I said, I'm a rookie writer and, um, and I'm not one of those people who write for a living. Mm-hmm. So those people have cabins in the woods where they get away yes. for a week yeah. or two or three and they write and they write it all at one time. They get it all done. You know, I'm, that's not my life. Um, I do try to pull away sometimes for a day or two to find some hole that I can crawl into and just do nothing but write. And that's really helpful. But really for me, the process, I have a software app called Scrivener um, and it's put out by a company by uh, the name of Literature and Lattes. Uh, really, I mean, honestly, I love it. And it's a great, it allows you to have like, uh, like little note cards. And, um, and I usually start by creating and, and dropping all my research in and starting to create ideas of what you know, like for end of the rope, I started with, okay, what are the topics that I think are really mm-hmm. relevant? And I just started creating all these note cards inside that software platform. And then I would eliminate them. You know, I started out with maybe 25 or 30. Yeah. And then I yeah. would just, okay, I'm not going to do that one. I'm not going to do that one. And over time I would eliminate, we'd get down closer and closer. And then when I get to the part where I'm like, okay, this is, this is the reason I, you know, this is my why for writing this. To me, I think that's one of the most important things for me to discover at the beginning is why am I writing this? Mm -hmm. Um, Because honestly, I've had these ideas. Oh, this is going to be great. I think this could be a book or whatever. No, it's a chapter, but it's not a book. You know, it's it's a great thought. But Mm -hmm. so, you know, is this book worthy? And is this Bible study worthy? And then, you know, is this 
um, and beginning then to catalog. I'll grab, re I start digging in the research behind the scriptures or the topics or what are other people saying? And it's just a place to gather research, gather yeah. information, and really start to pray over and mull over these ideas. And then while I'm doing that, sometimes I will, I'll have this moment of inspiration where I feel like, oh yeah, this is what I want to, this is really what I want to say. And so it's easy in that program just to grab and begin mm -hmm. to just jot some things down. And usually those yeah. thoughts usually become, start to form a draft. Yeah. Um, and then I can now, then when I sit down to write, which could be for me, um, is usually a time in my office where it could be early morning, it could be late at night, it could be whenever my, it could be in the afternoon if that's what I pulled out a writing time. Yeah. Um, now I'm going and say, okay, this is my goal for today. This is what I have to yeah. accomplish today if I can. So usually I set a goal for how many words I'm going to write. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to try to, hey, I'm going to try to knock out 10,000 words today. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, in this setting. And so that helps the book not to all of a sudden drag out to be a too long of a writing time right. uh, where it's, wait a minute, this book's never going to get finished because I'm just, you know, and if I'm on a deadline, I don't have that luxury. It's got to be done. Yeah. So now it's like, okay, I've got a way to attack this. Um, mm -hmm. I start with prayer, like God yeah. help me. I have yeah. no idea what to say. You know, I'm not, there, I, I'm not one of these people who's just, I don't consider myself a gifted wordsmith mm -hmm. that it just flows from me. Uh, but I do feel like God's called me to write something. So it's like, okay, yeah. Lord, if this is what you've called me to do, then help me do it. So obviously yeah. you start with prayer. Um, and then, you know, trying to think about what would I, what would I, if I was sitting down having coffee with a friend, what, how would we talk about this? Cause I don't yeah. want to write in a way that people are like, what in the world did she just yeah. say? Yeah. Um, you know, it needs to be something where you feel like, okay, I get, oh, I, I'm totally resonate with that. Mm -hmm. And man, there are just some writers that are just so good at that. You know, you just, you're just drawn to their words and, and it's so easy to read. I want that to be me. So, you know, I'm praying God make this easy to read and make this, make this a conversation type way to do this. So then I just plunge in and start writing. And, uh, obviously, you know, you've got draft one and then you go back and you tear that thing apart and, and then as I move through the process to where I feel like I'm close to good, yeah. um, I'll usually hand it off okay, to a couple of people. Okay, that's what I was going to ask next. Like, when do you move it from, okay, because I mean, I would be like, okay, I'm sick of hearing my own, my own writing. I'm sick of reading. I need somebody else's eyes on this. And so when, yeah. you know, that's Yeah, that's so good. usually, it's usually in that, is that after, you know, a couple drafts, after I've mm -hmm. kind of processed through, I'll hand it off and ask. A couple of people I've got to, hey, hey, would you read, mm -hmm. would you read these two chapters and tell me what you think? You know, I've done that with you before, yeah. Allie. I shot mm -hmm. you a couple chapters and said, hey, would you read this and tell me what you think? Um, and it's that point where I love it because people will come back and they're like, you know what? Um, this is good, but this makes no sense. I don't even know what you're talking about here. Uh, or, um, you know, oh, I love this part, but this part didn't seem to fit with that part. I don't know. Yeah. What, I, I, didn't, I didn't get mm -hmm. that. And so it shows me places where other people are not hearing it like I'm wanting to say it and right so now we go back in and break it apart tear it up yeah. write, rewrite it pull change sentences um I've even had people say you know what I thought this chapter should have been at the, over here and this chapter should have been mm. before and it's like oh okay well maybe they got a point with that you know and so you start yeah. to just kind of move things around um until you get again to that point where you're like okay I think I'm ready for an editor mm. and um then then we hand off to the editor and yeah. 
<laughs> and they tear it up again. They you know, tear it up. Yeah, they do. They tear it up again and come back with a lot of edits and and things that you know they would change. And of course, they catch grammatical and stuff like that. But yeah. then there's also just a lot of flow and mm-hmm. um, words that you don't realize you use too much. And, right. Okay. You know, yeah. So there's words that you just oh wow, did you realize you used this word? Did you realize you used the word important 56 times? You know, if you use it 56 <laughs> times, it's no longer important. Um, yes. and, you know, so it's just being able to catch things like that and mm-hmm. say things in different ways. Mm, and as I grow as a writer, I learn what my pitfalls are. And so I'm able yeah. to hopefully catch, catch some of those few. things. Yeah. As I'm more right, the better I get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then the editor gets back and we get a final version back from the editor with all the final edits. And then from there, it goes yeah. to, you know, while that's going on, we're just cover design is happening and yes. um, yeah. any kind of graphics that are going into the book are all happening at that time. And then it goes from that to layout and mm-hmm. layout lays it all out in a format that's readable on print as ver- versus Kindle or whatever. Yeah. And then from that point, then it goes to press. So yeah. it's uh, then, you know, there's that window of time where they're getting it printed up and getting it ready um, yeah. and ready to go out. So it's a process. It really is. It is. It is a very long process. What? Um, okay. So you have the three specific that are Bible studies. You've got the Tabernacle, Hosea, and then um, and, and then James. And then I always I always stop at James. Uh, if you had to remind me which one it was before too. I, I'm like and and what? And you were like in James. Yes, I know James. James. I love yes. James. James. Um, but you've got the end of the rope. What other, I know you've got another book or so, um, that you've written. What's your, yeah, the first, the first book I actually read uh, or actually wrote, um, was battle ready moms. And yeah. And that really came from, um, years of being uh, a college dean and, Mm -hmm. um, working as a coach in, uh, in the college setting and so many conversations of girls saying, I wish my mom knew this. Mm. I wish I could tell my mom this. I wish my mom would understand this. In fact, I almost titled that book, Mom, I Wish You Knew. Yeah. Um, but a really good uh, friend of mine, uh, well, it suggested I, I, I look at maybe some other options. And mm-hmm. um, man, Ann Spangler, who is a phenomenal, uh, used to work for Zondervan. She's a great, she's a great author herself, but she does a lot of stuff with uh, authors and publishers. He really recommended changing it to battle ready moms. And yeah. she was like, I really think this resonates. And so, mm. um, so we, we kind of trusted Anne's judgment on some things. So we went with that. And yeah. uh, so battle, yeah. So it became battle ready moms, um, raising battle ready kids. Mm. And um, so that was just the idea of these were conversations because I'm not a mother. So I couldn't yeah. speak into, this is what I did with my own children. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really, that's not the approach at all. It was really hey, this is what your kids wish you knew. And this is how you can really be proactive in these issues of their life. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. And, and I'm, I'm really thankful that you, you mentioned, okay, you're not uh, a mom. So your perspective is going to be from, um, it's just got to be basically just filtered, pure biblical, not here's what I've experienced. Here's what it's just like, here's, you know, here's what I've seen and here's what the Lord, you know, is showing me. And I think, I, I do think the title um, was smart on that, um, battle ready moms, because I think at the end of the day, they're like, I'm tired. And why am I tired? And it's like, you're yeah. tired because you are in a battle and oh, yeah. um, it's, it's not bad to be tired. 
We, yeah. and, and, and so it, it does resonate. I feel like, um, very well. Yeah. I haven't read that one. I'm just going to admit it right okay. now. Um, didn't yeah. pick that one up. Um, and, uh, but anyway, I wanted to ask you how, um, are your books available? Is it on the Dare for More website or how, how do people get, um, get those books? Yeah. Yeah. So they can get them a couple of ways. They can order them on Dare for More's website. Um, you can also get them on Amazon. Um, and most of them are available in both formats. Now the Bible mm-hmm. studies, you know, are not always available in a e-reader version because you need to be able to fill them out and work through the study. So, um, but yeah, you can get all of those studies, um, are all of those studies mm-hmm. are available right on the dare for more site, which is so yeah. easy. It's just dareformore.org. Um, yeah. but Amazon as well, you know, if you have mm-hmm. an Amazon prime and you get free shipping and all that kind of yeah. good stuff and you want to order it from there, you can just go to Amazon and they're available on Amazon as well. Um, and so, you know, either way you can get the books, but yeah. I would, and then, you know, and then the video it. series as well, are um, those you can download right from your website. Yeah. So you need to go to the website to get those. And so mm-hmm. that's why a lot of times, and we've got a great little package deal, like for end of the rope, you can get the book plus the, plus mm-hmm. the videos and it's super affordable. And you know, I didn't mention that, but that was one of the things that was really a passion for us. If, if we have women who actually, you know, if a church buys the study, it's one thing, yeah. but if, if a woman's having to buy the study, that's a whole different ball game. And so we wanted it accessible to that woman at home who couldn't always get involved at, maybe yeah. at her church's women's, you know, opportunities. So we've made these, we've made the videos. In fact, the James videos are free. Well, wow. Yeah. Okay. You buy the James book, you get the videos absolutely free. Um, so we, we just wanted to say, Hey, look, we know you're out there and we know many of you, uh, don't have the monies to be able to just spend a lot of money. So we did the James for free. Mm. Um, the ones for the end of the rope, they cost, but honestly, they're so affordable. Yeah. You know, they're like, like 20 bucks, you know, and right. you can get books, but you know, you 20 get bucks also. or what a quick change artist. If you, if you want to think yeah. about it that way, 20 yeah. Yeah. a I lot mean, of outfits yeah, yeah, this, for $20. And honestly, these are the best videos we've ever done because they were That's professionally awesome. done. So they weren't yeah. done by us. So, um, you know, they're really great. And um, I just think people are going to, you know, enjoy them. And I think you can go at them at your own pace. So yeah, dareformore.org is probably one of the best ways just to go get them. That's awesome. And I, 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 re- I really want to encourage everybody to, to do that because these Bible studies are excellent. And I want to thank Reba. Um, thank you for putting yourself in the interviewee's seat today and just letting me fire off questions at you because I think it's it's been fun I think it's an exciting thing just to go back and it's kind of encouraged me to go back grab the tabernacle bible study and 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 get that but also if if you're out there and you need a if you need a good good bible study for your small group or if you that end of the rope book I've been telling everybody and I've had a few copies I'm handing out um because it really is now you know the process that Reba went through with God, you know, at just mm-hmm. through prayer, um, to say, this is what I really feel like a lot of, a lot of people need at this moment. And so if you're out there, please just uh, get a few of those books and, um, and, and let us know, let us know how, how you enjoy it. And Reba, thank you so much for, um, like I said, getting in the hot seat and answering these questions today. Oh, no, it's been and, good. And you know, I want to encourage if you're out there, a lot of people ask me all the time, Hey, how do I start writing? Mm-hmm. And I, you start writing by start writing. Yeah. You know, I'm always telling people start writing. Um, and so that's what happened with me. And there's so many self-publishing options that are available for people today that, you know, um, you know, taking the time to, if, if you feel like God's put that in you, um, 
you know, start writing, you'll know really quick whether he has or hasn't as you <laughs> get through that process because it's super hard work. Um, but I just do think that, you know, maybe God's called a lot of people to step up and, and to write and speak into things. And so it's great opportunities to do that. So there's mm-hmm. there's ways to do it today that make it possible for everybody to be a writer if you want to be one. All right. Thank you so much. And I am looking forward to that next Bible study of yours, the John, um, the, the yeah, middle of the too. John passages. Now, what's the, what's the title? Um, a gravel road growth. Gravel road uh, growth. Yeah, and uh, so gravel road growth, and uh, so we're gonna, we'll uh, hopefully, hopefully, release date is gonna be probably around March. That's mm, okay. uh, that's probably what it looks like right now. So, as a release date is 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 about March. So you'll probably somewhere in January, February, you'll start hearing about it, and we'll start talking more about it as it's getting ready to be released, and should be released in March, Lord willing. Great. Thank you so much. And we hope if you're out there and we hope that, um, that you are getting into the word and, um, and, and, and Reba writes Bible studies, but she always tells us, she tells me the best way to study the word of God is to study the word of God. You don't always need a book next to you. And that's what Rita Deep is all about. Open up the word of God, um, abide in him and let his words abide in you. We'll quote John 15 from, um, for you there. Uh, and we just want to leave you with this. Just have a great day and stay, stay rooted deep. Absolutely. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to rooted deep to learn more about dare for more ministries. Go to dareformore.org and Look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.